I kind of want to, you know what I miss? I miss Ando's rando question of the day. I low-key want to just pretend that he gave me one so that I can be all surprised and be like, hey, guys, Andy just messaged me Ando rando question of the day, like right on the spot, and I'm going to answer it. I might do that. I don't know. we got a lot to talk about today, so probably stop fucking around. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. I hope everyone's messing with the new intro. I only love it because Frank hates it. And one day Frank's going to do it. I don't even know if he's even going to do a podcast these days. That man is too busy to do anything. He just works. I heard he wakes up, he works. Um, Then he comes home, goes to bed, wakes up again and works. Like, Seven days a week, 24-7. I heard that's all he does. <laughs> um, but that's probably enough about Frank. Uh, we're, I don't know if you guys have been listening. I really hope you have. But um, we've been solo potting it with our recent episodes. So just letting you know, during probably a good time to tell you guys what's going on at the moment, just with the group as a whole. Um, just so we can get as much content and bring you guys as much fantasy football related news and and you know rises and and fall is just in the NFL itself, all in regards to fantasy. Uh, we we decided that once a day we want to try and get an episode out to you guys. Try our best. I know Andy's going to be really good at it. Burjo has been really great. I know how busy he is. Um, you guys should probably know what he's been going through, Mr. Punner. Um, so having Joel already make an episode and get it out is awesome. That man doesn't know how to use the keyboard on a computer. So for him to record his own show and then give it out to you guys, I think that's crazy. Um, but here we are, 2022, Joel Amor. Recording a podcast and getting it out. <laughs> That's how we do it these days. Anyway, follow us on the socials or on Instagram and on Twitter. On Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts and on the Twitters at the FB Addicts. That's right, I got it right. I did it. <laughs> Want to just quickly pop over all the news that's been happening around the league um, really quickly. Just want to let you guys know. Um, In regards to news, you kind of already hear everything around the league before we even get it out to you guys because we are in Australia. So kind of by the time we wake up or anything like that, the news is kind of already out to you guys. But just want to give you guys a take on on how we adjust all our teams. Um, so just quickly go over the Brian Robinson news. I hope he's okay. Um, 
with all the news that have come out since it's happened. Um, he's he's good. He's back home, and he is resting. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, so it's kind of hard to tell you guys like what to do with Antonio Gibson. If you should hold Brian Robinson, if you have him, I'm sure you can probably pop him on IR. So I'd probably do that if you could. Um, I'd almost drop him, but keep him now. Hopefully, you hear a bit more thing, bit more news before the season starts, so you can kind of move some stuff around. Uh, see if he will come back. I probably wouldn't be too optimistic on it. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm no doctor. But I can't imagine being shot multiple times and coming back in a month. You know what I mean? Um, but we'll see. I'm still not a big, big Antonio Gibson guy, even though he's got this backfield to himself now. I mean, he does have JD McKissick there to steal all his passes. Um, I just think that they know they want to kind of move from Antonio Gibson. So even though Brian Robertson won't be there to take some of the work, someone like Jared Patterson is someone you should definitely look out for. If he's on your waivers in like deep, deep leagues, I'd I'd pick him up a hundred percent. Um just to have him there, you know, if you if you're not the Gibber owner, have him there. I, I think there's a lot of upside, especially in this this offense that that I think they have to heavily rely on the run just because Carson Wentz is booty cheeks. Um, and yeah, that's probably all I'm going to say about the Brian Robertson stuff. Hope he's okay. I still not drafting Gibbo. Um, and you know, keep your eyes out for Jared Patterson. Um, next three things really quickly. Um, Diane Johnson, sorry, Deontay Johnson. Um, he's fine. Everyone don't stress if you like him and you've drafted him, uh, don't drop him. Don't, or sorry, don't, don't take him off your draft boards or anything like that. He's going to be fine. If he was in a real game, he would have gone back on next play. He would be playing the week after. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, The Darren Wallace stuff, kind of scary. Honestly, I would be keeping away until he signs a contract or something. I don't know if they're trying to hide that he's got a an, an injury or if, or if they're trying to hide that he's just holding out. Because if you draft him, you're kind of hoping that he's holding out for a contract. Uh, you're hoping he's not actually injured. Which I like, I can't imagine him just knowing the type of guy he is to actually hold out for a contract. So I really think that it's kind of related to what's going on, but it's not the reason he's not, he hasn't been turned up to practice or anything. Um, and next thing, Cam Akers, everyone, please get off the, the Cam Akers train. Uh, don't stop drafting him. I hate where he's going going way too high the risk is too big for me he's he's the rb19 at the moment that i that's that's rb2 i i know you're probably taking a shot an rb2 at that range but i just hate it he's the he's like just before the running back dead zone and i'd i'd definitely make him i'd put him in that dead zone at the moment he's too much of a risk and i He's not he he might not even be ready for week one. Like he's he's injured already. So um uh if if you're listening, I hope you're listening to me. 
don't draft Cam Akers. I don't care if you, you know what you thought he was. I, I think you need to give him a little bit more time if you really believe in someone like him. All right, so let's get into it. So this is a segment I want to kind of keep around for um, next year is the preseason trendsetters. Uh, I want to make it kind of a, a segment in our show. Um, so we got, you know, Frankings versus Consensus. We've got our all-in player players, and now we got our trend preseason trendsetters. So pretty much I'm just going to tell you guys who I think is trending up, who I think is trending down, and who I think the future trendsetters are coming up for your drafts. Um, so I'll quickly go over the negative people, people trending down, people I don't like. I kind of already started, so I think I should just keep going and just nail, nail, nail the, the nail in the coffin. How do you even say that? I don't even know. Anyway, <laughs> um, hair makers, don't draft them. I really, I already went over that really quickly in the news, so. Don't draft K-Makers. Next guy I want to talk about is Miles Sanders. Um, he is going as pick 74 in drafts. This is kind of an average of Yahoo sleeper. Um, just on Fantasy Pros, I'm going to take all my stats today from Fantasy Pros, all my ADPs and everything. I just think that it's kind of a good little, um, a good website to kind of go over every single, you know, um, what, not every single, but the next guy I want to talk about is Miles Sanders. Um, he's going off the board as the running back twenty-eight or pick seventy-four in drafts at the moment. Um, I don't like it. Um, there's someone I watch all the time that I think everyone should be watching if you aren't already that's the big dog that's nick that's bdge um he pretty much says one of the things he lives by before drafting his players is don't hunt injuries or don't look for injuries because injuries will find you in fantasy football and i think that is a huge thing to kind of live by and and take into account before drafting your players and this is the number one guy at the moment that I want people to steer clear from. And he's got a hamstring injury. He's not the pinnacle of health either in his career. Um, I think that if you fade someone like Miles Sanders, I don't think anyone in your drafts will be taking him. And look, if someone like Miles Sanders is going to be good for fantasy this year, he's not going to be much higher than running back 28. Maybe he'll be running back 20 is probably his highest ceiling in this offense. The only way he really becomes an RB1 is if he has double-digit touchdowns, uh, which I really can't see happening with Jalen Hurts and how they like to use Boston Scott and how much of a RB, RBBC, running back by committee, yeah, RBBC that they, they have going on. They've always had a you know, a, a committee there in, in Philly. I know they're going to want to run the ball and they are going to run the ball. And I think that he's going to be a good player in the NFL, like real life NFL, not fantasy. I think he's going to contribute to his team really well. I think he's going to do everything. If you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan that you want him to do, but for fantasy purposes, I don't think he's going to bring much, 
uh, your team much valuable touches. I can't see him getting much passing work, and I can't see him getting much red zone work, which is kind of the the two places you need your running backs to have high upside in, unless you're, I don't know, Derek Henry. But Derek Henry still gets red zone work, so uh, ignore what I just said. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm fading Miles Sanders. I think he should be too. I think he's he's trending downwards quite a lot um, until he becomes someone that's going in like the double-digit rounds. I wouldn't really be um, looking for him in drafts. Next guy. Look, this guy, if you're going to draft him, I can understand why, uh, like, you know, what, what you see in him and what you think he can bring to the table. Uh, but, and also he's not, going to kill you if you're taking him in drafts this player is james cook um look everyone everyone uh else in the the addicts group they love james cook i've i've always been kind of hesitant on him only because he's not a guy that scares me as a devon singletary owner in dynasty um look i i know he's going to take majority of the passing work which in saying that, it sounds good, you know? It sounds like, oh, he's going to be the running back pass catcher. He's going to get most, like, you know, he's going to dominate the, the pass catching role for the Bills offense. And that sounds that sounds great when you say it out loud. But if you actually really think about it, it's going to be insanely inconsistent. It's going to be up and down. And on top of that, he's not going to get that many carries people say you know he's going to take carries off Devin Singletary you know between the 20s but I don't think so I I doubt it in in college he he had he had over 10 10 rushes double digit rushes like four times in his college career he he's going to be used for a purpose it's kind of like Miles Sanders like I just said I think he's going to be great for his NFL team, but in regards to fantasy football purposes, I don't think this guy is going to help your team at all. There's no upside in this pick. I I can't see it. I don't see him scoring many touchdowns. I, I guess I can see him catching 30 plus passes, but like really what is that to your team? You know, he's kind of like, he's going to be like Naeem Hines or JD McKissick, except I, I don't think he's going to get red zone work at all. Like zero. So unless he's scoring like six touchdowns from like a sixty-yard pass, forty-yard pass, that's the only way that he's going to contribute to your team. So I think that's someone you should be fading as well. Uh, those three guys are all running backs. I think I, I really wanted to hone in on the running backs because I think that when you bust at a running back position, especially in these kind of rounds where you have so many wide receivers with such high upside and guys you can take. You know, even even have safer floors. You know what I mean? Like in in these rounds, round seven, round round three, four, and round nine and ten. Like I I just think that these guys are you you're just wasting your pick on. Um, but I'm just gonna quickly um jot down three wide receivers that you should just completely fade out of your full draft. I I wouldn't draft them at all. They're all going you know, in the later rounds, but I, I don't care. Don't don't take these guys. Don't look 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 these guys way. Russell Gage, he was the offseason darling. Everyone loved him. I loved him. I fell for it. I traded for him in my dynasty league. I am regretting it every single day. Every time I look down at my team. Maybe Chris Godwin doesn't have a like a healthy season and you know, it's not 
not a big call to be like, oh, hey, Julio Jones isn't gonna um con- uh, isn't gonna play more than six games. Fair enough, but with how many players are there and how many targets can go around, I know Tom's gonna throw the ball a ton. Uh, I can't I can't imagine Russell Gage getting uh being more than like a wide receiver three or four like I think his ceiling is like a wide receiver three with I when I when I was looking at Russell Gage before I traded him I really thought he was going to be the wide receiver two on that team for at least the first month of the season so that's why that's where I kind of I saw his value but now I think that's completely stripped away because Julio right now is healthy. If even if Chris Godwin does start on the pub ball, he he takes a while to um, get back into the swing of things. He's he's going to be back by week three, and and Julio is going to be there too. And I know Tom's gonna would rather go to him. And on top of that, he's injured. He ha- he hasn't played in the preseason at all. And for a new teammate of Tom's to not even have been practicing with him. I think that is a huge red flag. Um, next next guy, Skymore. For dynasty-related purposes, um, I, I don't see anything wrong with holding Skymore. If you've if you got a young team, um, a la Joel Amor, I think Skymore is a perfect guy for you, just waiting on him. Wait, you know, he's being treated like a rookie, and it's going to take him a while, but I, th- I, th- I think he's definitely at least a year away. Um, so unless it's going to be a bunch of injuries to the wide receiver position. MVS gets injured, Judy gets injured, Michael Hardman gets injured. Like he's 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 pretty low on the depth chart. On top of that, they keep playing um Justin Justin um what's his name? Sorry. It's uh it's eluding me his name. Uh Justin Ross, that's it. He's even higher than him on the depth chart. Not too sure why. I definitely think he's a, a better player, better talent, but I think he's just taken him a bit of time to adjust to the new speed of the NFL. So I definitely think dynasty purposes, don't be don't don't let this, you know, shake you or get nervous. Don't trade no trade him away just because he, he hasn't no you know, he's he's not Jamar Chase straight away. That's not what you're expecting. He, you know, he's a second round receiver in a, in a, you know, a great wide receiver class. So don't. I think he's still going to be good. Um, I just think he's going to take time to develop. Last guy, Kenny Golladay. I don't think anyone was going to draft Kenny Golladay anyway. Don't draft him. <laughs> he looks terrible. I honestly think if they had more wide receivers on that team, he would not be playing. The only reason he's on the field at the moment is because of how much money they owe him. Um, he's just stealing money at this point. Don't let him steal a roster spot on your your redraft league teams. All right. Finished the negative stuff off. So I would like to get to the positives. I'm going to go with my trending up players. Player players. <laughs> um, first guy off the top straight away. Everyone knows this guy. Damian Pierce, that guy's awesome. I love him. Um, he's going as the RB thirty eight. He's going in. Is is the one hundred four pick? Um, there's no there's no risk taking him. Like I I know that people are taking him really high. Like you've seen some some people take him in the eighth round, you know. But 
I honestly think by the time you get to the eighth round, especially if you're kind of gone like wide receiver heavy, you got, you know, an early tight end and you've only got one running back, like Damian Pierce is your RB2. It's not that bad. It's kind of scary, obviously, but I can 100% see him as someone like David Montgomery. He's going to be a volume monster in a terrible offense, but it doesn't matter. You know, he's going to have all the valuable touches for that team. They're not going to have that many. But, you know, people still see David Montgomery as a, as someone that they're drafting early. I'm not saying he's David Montgomery. I don't think he's he's as good nowhere near. But someone you're going to get in that round eight, like at most, with that kind of upside is huge. Running back 38, Um, he's going to finish. He's going to give you, like, He's going to finish in the top 30. I, I'll guarantee it. So I, I, uh, unless an injury happens, he's going to have this whole backfield to himself. I don't I don't want to hear Rex Burkett. I don't want to hear Marlon Mack. I don't want to hear any of those names. This is the guy right here. If if Houston want to see what they got in this year that, you know, they're just trying to get as much young talent as they have, uh, as they, you know, develop them as much as they can, this is the guy that they want to play through. Next guy, um, this kind of a layup, I guess. It's kind of low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to say it anyway. Alvin Kamara, um, he's still being treated like he's going to get suspended, and it's not going to happen. Draft Alvin Kamara. He should be a first-round pick. I'd honestly take him over Najee Harris. That's just me, though. Um, the only reason why he's getting faded so hard is because he's, people are still kind of um, or not people, but the you know all the fantasy websites are slowly bringing up his ADP because people are being more and more confident drafting him. Um, if you've already done your draft and you drafted this guy in like the third or fourth round, like good on you. That's that you've you've won your draft already. Like that's an awesome value. But Alvin Kamara, if you didn't watch the preseason game, he's fine. He looks good. He's ready to go. He's still got juice, and he's gonna he's gonna be the main. The main vocal point of the offense. Don't be scared of Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's just there to spell him. He needs that. Alvin Kamara needs that. You know, like Austin Eckler. He he might not have as good as a, a like a backup, you know, backfield mate like um Alvin Kamara. But those two guys, you can't have them being the main guy. They're, it's this. It's not how they. It's not how they play you know they they come in they get you know 20 touches but they're in in space you know open field it's not running up the middle that's not what these guys do you need a bruising back to do that to, to help your team and i think that um if you're scared of mark ingram i don't know why but just thought i'd quickly go over alvin kamara please draft him he's going to rb11 pick 17 draft him draft him if you if he's going at the like if you're in the middle of the second round and Alvin Kamara is still there, and you're not picking him, uh, you need to rethink your life. Anyway, next three guys, uh, these are all wide receivers, and they're all going in the lower ends of their, their drafts. These are guys I want, I want you guys at home to be taking a risk on, aiming for a high upside, aiming for, you know, um, you know, sky's the limit for these guys. You never know what can happen. So... And I can see a pathway where these guys can be huge contributors to your team or your fantasy teams. Um, 
first guy, Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs. I like to call him Dubs. Just sounds better. Just rolls off the tongue. If he's a Green Bay, what uh the number one wide receiver in Green Bay, you know, kind of story writes itself. I don't think he's going to be. Uh, I definitely think it's Lazard, but Lazard is not Devontae Adams. Lazard is not a proper wide receiver one. You know, I I definitely think Aaron Rodgers is going to need a wide receiver too, and it's not going to be Sammy Watkins. And I think that the wide receiver too is going to contribute quite a lot to this offense. And if Dubs can be that, I I don't think it's I, I think the range of outcomes that this can happen is not very high. But taking this guy pick what you know in round 16 wide receiver 60 like you're not you're not risking anything there's nothing that's going to happen if you take this guy and he's nothing you know um he could you can even like draft him at the end of your drafts and then after a month he not do anything drop him and then um surprisingly he he comes like he becomes a thing at the end of the year because, you know, rookie wide receivers like to do that. So I think that he's someone that you should look at now. You know, pick him up, wait a month, drop him if he does nothing, and then just be on the lookout, watch this guy, because I definitely think there's a way that he can be a huge contributor to your team. Next guy, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, he's completely taken over Jameson Crowder as a slot wide receiver. Um, it's kind of like the John Brown situation. You guys remember when John Brown went to the Raiders? Later. The Raider. Anyway, um, and everyone kind of thought he was going to be a thing. You know, he's a veteran wide receiver, has contributed to a bunch of, you know, teams in the past. Then he just goes to a new team, and it's just not what they're looking for. And I think that's exactly what's happened here. They try to replace Cole Beasley when they already had a replacement. Um, so if Isaiah McKenzie's going at the end of your drafts, draft him. Like I said before, there's no risk in taking a guy like this. Um, and I think there's just high upside, you know. Gabe Davis goes down. Stephon Diggs goes down. You know, it's going to be the Isaiah McKenzie's going to be a huge vocal, like vocal point in this offense if something like that happens. So I think there's multiple pathways for him to be a huge contributor to your team. Um, and last guy is Wondell Robinson for the New York Giants. He's going as the wide receiver 81. 81. And this guy's competing with Kadarius Tony that's, you know, beat up and injured, hasn't played at all in the preseason, hasn't been um, healthy during training camp. He's literally the only guy there. And then he's competing with Kenny G, who I just said, the only reason why that he's he's on the field and starting right now is because of how much money he he's getting paid. This is the only guy there, like, wide receiver 81 for probably the only wide receiver there for at least at least a few weeks to start the season. So I think Wendell Robinson, the first month of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a great start, you know. Um, I just think that this offense needs to go through someone in the air that's not Saquon, that's not, you know, a tight end. Um and I think he's gonna be that guy. I think he's 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 gonna have like a Rondell Rondell Moore type of season. You know, Rondell Moore started really hot, um, and he can just keep that going as well. Because even when Kadarius Tony comes back, like I don't think Daniel Jones can, you know, hold two people, hold two people. He can, he can, uh, 
he can well I'm really lost my words here he can contribute to two wide receivers for fantasy purposes uh, but I think that Wondell Robinson really has a pathway to become a thing and that really concludes my trending up positives um, the last thing I quickly want to go through is my what I would like to call my future trendsetters that's right, my future trendsetters. Um, I'm going to get a bit of hate for these guys. i got four players. i got two wide receivers, a running back, and a quarterback. Um, my first guy, uh, he's, it's, it's bias as fuck, but I don't care. It's Juju. I would be watching his injury. Um, I understand if you don't want to draft him or you don't want to touch him. Um, but look, the running backs... I don't I don't know what's going on there, but there's no key pass catching running back there. It's Jared McKinnon, C H. Um, I don't know. Pacheco is apparently gonna be, you know, the the in between the twenties type of guy or red zone um guy and Jared McKinnon's playing third down. Like this guy Juju is competing with Travis Kaus, who obviously that's where the pass catching is going to go. That's where majority of the of the targets are going to go. He's competing with MVS, Justin Ross, um, like I said, Sky Moore, two rookie wide receivers, and then he's he's also competing with a running back room that is is there's no clear pass catching running back, and they're they're all good, not great. So the this guy's getting drafted as a wide receiver twenty eight. You have seen him be a wide receiver one before. I'm not going to go and, and make a big claim here and say he's going to be the wide, uh, wide receiver one this year. But the range of outcomes for this guy is, is so many ways. Like, And taking a pick, like, you know, using a, uh, your seventh round pick on someone like Juju, I really think is it is a great value because I think his floor is, is so high. So I think that his floor is at least wide receiver twenty five. Like he's already, he's already um given you value at the position that he you're you're taking him at the moment, and for his ceiling to be as high as it is, like I I think it's I think it's huge. I think that this knee thing is a lot serious, a lot more serious than I was trying to ignore. Um, so I think that if something's going to stop him, it's going to be injuries. Um. So if you don't want to take the risk here because you are scared of the knee, fair enough. I'm I'm gonna believe that he's he's a hundred percent ready to go. I think they're just taking cautious cautious procedures, and I think he's gonna be roaring, ready to go. He's gonna he's gonna help a lot of fantasy teams this year. Next guy, Christian Kirk. He's going as the wide receiver forty. That's like that's like twelve picks after Juju, and I think they have the same floor. Seriously, I, I I don't think it's a big call to say that Christian Kirk's floor is a is a wide receiver too. Wide receiver twenty five, you know what I mean? Because he is the number one guy there. They have made it known that they want to run the passing work through Etn and Christian Kirk. Marvin Jones is there. Everyone loves Marvin Jones. He's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna be a good NFL player. He's old. He's thirty two years old. Christian Kirk is the guy. Please, please draft Christian Kirk, and and if he's going in the in the tenth round, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Please, guys, draft Christian Kirk. He is not 
he's he's not going to hurt your team if he's nothing, if he's not good, if he's just what he is in his whole career. Like, if he's a wide receiver for three for your team, oh, oh no, that's where you drafted him. <laughs> so, please draft Christian Kirk. I, I honestly think that he's going to be a huge value to, to your team. And if you if at the end of the year he finishes as the wide receiver 18 or something like that, with the contract that he has and the amount of work that he's going to get and, and volume that he's going to get, like it's, it's a hundred percent there. Like, don't be scared of this guy, especially where he's going. Like it, look, if he was going around six or round five or something like that, fair enough. But this guy's going like round nine, round 10, round nine, round 10. Brother, that's where James Cook's going. Don't draft James Cook. Draft Christian Kirk, all right? God damn, bro. What's going on? Anyway, now I brought up a running back. Uh, I want to bring up Darnell Anderson, Darrell Henderson. Um, He's going right at the end of the drafts, and he is not even a handcuff. Like, all the news coming out of camp is that Sean McVay wants to do, like, he wants to have both of the guys in the backfield working off each other. And honestly, fair enough. Both these guys cannot cannot stand on their own two legs. So for them to work together and get like 10 to 12 carries a game, fair enough. Like, understandable. So if you're going to take a guy in the 12th round that's on the Rams offense that has a chance to start a few games because Cam Akers... Might not even start week one. Like, he's the running back 43. Like, Darnell Anderson. Sorry, Darrell Henderson. <laughs> I really like that nickname. That's from the ballers. I don't know. I don't know why that stuck so much. It's, it's, not, it's not even close to his name. So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm going completely off subject. Um, I honestly think he's a great, great value at his position. Running back 43. A, a lot of handcuffs going way higher like Madison and I understand you know the why Madison's going higher Tony Pollard but this guy's gonna get way more work than those guys maybe maybe Pollard will get more work than him but I honestly think him and Pollard are kind of like the same like they're gonna they're gonna both get quite a bit of work for someone who's the backup and you can there's a there's a pathway to at the end of the season, you look at both the guys' touches. Could be like Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams last year. Could be a 50-50 split, just cut down the middle. Like, I, I don't see that how that is not a surprise. Like, that wouldn't be a surprise at all to me. Um, So, draft Darnell and Darrell Henderson, whatever you want to call him. Just draft him. <laughs> and last guy, I have been um talking smack about this guy all, all offseason. Because I hate the Bears. I, I really don't want to touch the Bears, but it's Justin Fields. Um, he's really made me a believe in that last in, in this whole preseason. You know, he's looked, he has looked awesome. Like I, I honestly love what I have seen out of him. I, I loved him when he came out of college and I, I kind of lost that sight because of Matt Nagy. Like Matt Nagy really put his stink like on him really bad. And I, I, I didn't want to say he was a bust or anything, but I couldn't I can't see his offense being helping him at all. Like man is going to be running around a lot and they're going to actually use that to their advantage, which I guess, you know, as an NFL coach, 
you know, that's something you should probably be already have been doing, you know, you using his strengths to win you ball games. But anyway, I'm just a guy sitting sitting at home talking to my microphone. So what do I know? <laughs> um I really like it. Like I've been I've been pushing and and telling everyone in two QB leagues, like, please look for Jameis. Um, I'm going to put Jameis and Justin Fields in the same boat. Jameis, you know, he's kind of the complete opposite. He's got all the weapons. He's got uh, he's got a uh, top five running back in the league. And, you know, Justin Fields has got an up-and-coming young tight end, up-and-coming young wide receiver, and also a great running back. And no O-line in a division that's, you know, not the best, but not the worst defense wise. Like he does get to verse the Lions twice. Um, he has to verse the Packers twice, which is gonna be a tough defense. But then he's got the Vikings twice. So, you know, this division's not uh stacked defensively apart from the Packers. Um, so with four games already being against, you know, bottom fifteen defenses, I definitely think this is someone you should really keep your eye on. Um, if he's on waivers and he's got a good great matchup, and you know your your quarterback's got a bad matchup, that's a great guy to to pick up. So, um, Justin Fields really really changed my mind in this preseason. I'm not a big believer in how much preseason can affect um, where you draft players or how you value them, but this preseason has really um, really changed my mind about a few players and. Um, I think it's something that people always assume, you know, like preseason doesn't matter. And uh, whatever happens in the preseason, don't don't take it as a grain of salt. But I I think the opposite. I, I honestly do. So um, it's not something you should put all your chips in and say, hey, this happened in the preseason. It's going to happen in the regular season. But it's a little preview of what they want to try and do, but it's not the full package. So it's definitely something you have to, you know, note down and, and be on the lookout for. And a lot of preseason players that have starred, you you know, you you think that's gonna be a thing, don't end up being a thing. And that's still that's still definitely in the back of everyone's minds with in regards to like someone like Justin Fields, who's absolutely killed the preseason. But I think it's just something that you got to, you know, when something like this happens, it's something you got to keep your eye out on, but not 100% put all your chips in, you know? Because a lot of these guys that I've named today, they're not going in the top three rounds, you know? They're all, they're all in the middle or at the end of your drafts. So it's something that you keep an eye on. You don't reach totally for him and most of the time especially in in redraft leagues it's not what it's not going to make or break you your team you know that's that's the that's the first five picks that that those are those guys that's why it's so important that you don't you don't bust on your first pick because that they have such such um such weight in your team um, but I'm kind of going off topic here. Um, really wanted to um, bring that to, to light today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, also, quickly, just wanted to um, mention to you guys at home, 
um, the Fantasy Addicts is really happy to announce that we're going to be joining uh, the scout team. Uh, what the scout team is, it's from the uh, Fantasy Football Network. And pretty much they're, they're going to grab a bunch of fantasy football creators. And we're all coming together to kind of um, scout one team in the NFL. And kind of every week bring you a preview of who we think you should start sit. Um, who we think is kind of rising during, you know, the training camp. You know, tell you about injuries. Keep you updated on all things related to that specific NFL team. Uh, the Addicts is going to be covering the Rams. Um, it's going to be all all of us. We're all, all going to be, um, you know, telling you what what to do. You know, most of the time, I'm just going to come in here and say, play Cooper Cup. <laughs> I think it's probably a smart thing to do. Um, really excited about that. They're the Super Bowl champs. Um, love that team. I think to have fantasy relevance at every position, even down to like Tyler Higbee. Um, so very exciting to announce that to you guys. Um, going to be um, bringing that content to you guys soon uh, and like I said before really be on the lookout for the the, the five shows a week um, this week we're probably going to have four there's already been two three put out already this week uh, two by Andy and one by Joel and today from myself um, so thanks for listening everyone um, I really hope you enjoyed the show and um, yeah um, let's go let's go man shit Far out. We're a week away. Come on. Get excited. What the? Can you get excited? Oh my God.